Glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I am your host, Zach Winnick, joined in the studio by a freshly groomed, freshly cut Nolan Gerlach. Nolan, first of all, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. That's uh, awesome. Yes. Second of all, how long did you grow your hair out for? Oh man, I grew my hair out for uh, 18 no, like 20 months. 20 months. Yeah. And it has all been chopped off yes. and given to charity. Am it I has. correct? I sent it into Locks for Loves or nice. Locks of Loves. Hopefully, you know, they didn't turn around and like sell it, but actually kids <laughs> who needed it. Actually, um, it did some good with it with yeah. those luscious golden locks. Yep. Well, Nolan, we're in the studio today to talk about, you know, some decently good news uh, yeah. off of a, a thriller uh, tie against Orange County over the weekend. Before we get into that, uh, let's get into some news items today. Number one, the U.S. men's national team are playing uh, the coveted Gold Cup. As of right now, they have just beat Mexico, or not Mexico, just beat Jamaica over the weekend, one to nothing. Um, it was a game that really showed that this is, in fact, a U.S. men's national C team, yeah. uh, not a B team, definitely not an A team. Um, they, you know, Matthew Hoppy looks like a guy that. Oh, did he play? Yeah, he played on the wing and scored the goal, um, and had two shots that were great shots uh, and uh, that didn't go in. Some good saves. He had a great game. He definitely looks like a man that shouldn't be playing at the Bundesliga two level. Yeah, is he gonna leave Schalke? There's rumors. Nothing's happened so far. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't think he'll leave, but I don't think he should be there. You know, yeah. he definitely showed that he's got some serious um, talent. And so, um, one nothing went against Jamaica. They play Qatar in the Concacaf in Gold the Concacaf Gold which Cup stands for Confederation of North. Central and North American Football. B basically, not Qatar. Not Qatar, <laughs> but somehow they're in the tournament. Uh, they are. And, um, you know, that's it, the deal. And they're nice. going to be playing Qatar in the semifinals. I just want to know who got honeysuckled under the table. Yeah, there's definitely some money involved in getting Qatar over here to the Gold Cup. Um, they need to have serious uh, competitive minutes <laughs> before they host the World Cup next year. And they're getting it in the Gold Cup. So they may have made it to the semis um, and will play the U.S., I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the US. Didn't they like beat Honduras like three two? Like they're scoring uh -huh. a lot of goals right now. They they so they're better than Jamaica. Yeah. Um, and they they definitely have more attacking prowess. They're all they're also playing with an A team. Like that's their eight. Yeah. You know that's their best play. That's their best players. Yeah, and you I know? think the way that they. I mean, this is to be more chemistry there. Yeah, based on what my experience is with Qatari track and field athletes and other athletes allegedly from the area, they basically go out and just buy play like say hey we'll make you play for our national team if you want to do it and then so players that like can't play for brazil yeah yeah well, yeah yeah which is what happens in international soccer anyways definitely happens in guitar definitely happens with jamaica jamaica's done that with yeah. english players as of late as well as they as the jamaica the but least, jff but has caused cause, problems because like, they at least have ties to jamaica yeah, yeah, yeah. like literally when did Brazil ever have an association <laughs> with Qatar? Never. <laughs> maybe fair. they have. Maybe my nah, history yeah. I mean, very good. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they play them. Uh, Mexico plays Canada on the other uh, side in the semis. 
So, you know, in all likelihood, this will be a gold cup like every other with the U.S. men's national team, (laughs) B slash C team with uh, Mexico. I don't know. We'll see. What if CONCACAF champion? Gold the CONCACAF Gold Cup Qatar. was won by... I mean, that's a sad day for CONCACAF soccer. I'd love that. Right there. And now I know who I'm... Ah, Nolan. <laughs> well, with that being said, um, Nolan, any any update on the U.S. women's national team yes. front? Yes. So I've been waking up at one in the morning uh, ah. religiously to watch the U.S. women's national team play. No, I'm kidding. I haven't. I've been checking FOTMOB the morning after. And some highlight videos. And some highlight <laughs> videos to check up on the U.S. women's national team. They were beaten in their first group play yes. game by Sweden two to nil two that sounds lame three no no yeah, no they're no, beating no. three nothing no 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 really 100% bro beating three nothing you're right okay never mind I'm an idiot uh yeah you're right they did it Sweden was it was just like they just played them yeah out of the game yeah I heard me Megan Rapino said like they were good but we were bad that's about that's all pretty I much it from yeah the players um and then they bounced back to beat New Zealand six to one. So yep. that's good. They still got it. Uh, yeah, interesting that they that they lost because I typically associate as like a casual U.S. Women's National Team fan, I associate the team with like dominance. And losing in a group game is kind of like whoa, something I'm not used to yet. So um, Sweden's a good team. Yeah, they're a good team. But they haven't lost a game in like years, yeah, <laughs> or like crazy. a pool play game in like years. Huh. Yeah, it's crazy. They well, are a juggernaut. Yeah, we'll see if they. Uh, they'll probably get split up if they both make it out of the group into the next. Mm-hmm. Group. It's probably a semifinal straight from the group. No, it's got to be. Um, I think it's an eight. Okay. I believe it's an eight. Okay. Quarterfinal. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it goes straight into a quarterfinal. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's that's been that going over in Tokyo. Um. Yep. Also, for those of you who watched the game against Orange County, you may and you stuck around to the end. You may have seen Nabi Kibanguchi uh-huh. score a a goal at the death to rescue a point for Sacramento. That goal is up for goal of the week. So you can go to uslchampionship.com and vote for him. Hometown hero. He, for those who don't remember or recall, he went to UC Davis. He came up in the academy and then was drafted by Minnesota United in the 2021 Super Draft and loaned to Sacramento where he's doing good things. So... Go support Nabby. Go give him a vote uh, because, yeah, he scored a really good goal. And we're going to get into talking about that um, in just a little bit. But, Zach. Yes, sir. Let's let's take a tour of the Pacific <laughs> Mountain region. Yes, of the division. A little division roundup for you to round out mm-hmm. the news. Uh, so far, we have... Phoenix Rising right now, number one, not only in the division, but in the league with 29 points. Ooh. Most points to a team in the league. In the Western Conference or in the U.S.? In the whole USL Championship. Um, and number one in the Western Pacific Division. Number two is Orange County with 22 points. Number three is San Diego Loyal, 21 points. LA Galaxy Los Dos is in fourth right now with 16 points but 15 games played, which is the most games played in the division. Mm -hmm. Las Vegas Lights behind them with 13 points. Tacoma behind them with 13 points as well, but only 11 games played. Sacramento is in seventh right now, also tied for 13 points. There's a three-way tie in fifth place. And finally, at the bottom is Oakland Roots with only six points and only nine games played. That is your division. Um... 
It is a, a close fight right now for that final playoff spot. The next three games for SAC are going to be important. We'll get into that at the end of this episode. But that is your table roundup. Nolan, why don't you take us into this review of the OC game? Yes. So getting into the main segment of our show, the review of the most recent result for Sacramento, a 2-2 draw away to Orange County on Saturday, July 24th. Um, The lineup looked a little different for Sacramento in this game. and So we're going to talk about that. there were a couple omissions who were omitted for reasons unknown, though we assume it's injury. Yeah. Uh, so up top, Cameron Awasa playing as like the striker, number nine, and then Jerome Kiesvetter and Carlton Baumar playing on the wings. Uh, in the midfield, we had Luis Felipe, Mario Panagos, and Pete Penanen. Uh That's been a fairly standard um, midfield three for Sacramento for the past couple of games. No surprises there. And then really no surprises in the back line other than maybe seeing Hayden Sargis in. Um, yeah. So Hayden Sargis started along Dan Casey at center back with Shannon Gomez on the left and Jordan McCurry on the right. Uh, and then Tomas Gomez in the, I almost said in net, but that's what you say. And it's, that's a hockey turn. It's not a soccer really? turn. Really? I think I so. do it all the time, man. There's, there's more things I say. Yeah. I pick up on every once yeah. in a while. I'm like, mm, wrong sport. Yep, <laughs> wrong, wrong sport. sport. <laughs> wrong sport. It's a infield. No, yeah, yeah. It's all good. I was uh, just like, that's a Zach thing. I between know. the pipes. Yeah, yeah, between the pipes. That's what, no, that's, that's a hockey term too. Oh, it is? Is that yeah. a goal? Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's a between the in pipes. being in, in goal. Wow. Between, in, in betwixt the pipes. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yep. So Tomas Gomez was in between the pipes. Um, <laughs> uh, so the formation, the big difference up was up top with Cameron Wassa starting the new signing, Drunk Kiesvetter playing on the left. On wing. a wing, which is not normally his position. Yeah, not as, not as, I mean, he's a forward, but yeah, playing wide. He's, he's a striker. Not his yeah, preferred he's position. a striker, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Carlton Belmar, who technically also isn't. Striker. I mean, he's played wing. Yeah, in his in the past, he's for, played wing for his national team. Yeah, for Granada. Um. So anyway, he was on the right. Um. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So we have a couple talking points. First of all, Carlton Belmar scored a goal like that. What? <laughs> first that of the year. A long, first in his career with Sacramento. No, no, uh, no. He had a penalty last year. He had two, I think, last year. No, 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 no. No, he had one last year. It was a penalty. He had one goal last year. One goal, four assists. Wow. Yeah. He's not been not been a free-scoring spirit in his time in Sacramento. He really wasn't in Nashville either. He really wasn't in Sporting KC either. But hey, he's here. So, um, <laughs> he did Sporting that. KC was a little better. Yeah, it was a good goal. But taking it back a little bit, you may have noticed that Sacramento had far less of the ball yeah. than previous outings against Orange County. So um yeah, they sat behind they sat behind the ball, allowed Orange County to have possession, and then we're trying to hit Orange County in transition. And it worked. Like Hayden Sargis in the twenty third minute put a beautiful ball over the like bypassed all of um the entire field team but it was literally corner to corner yeah and then yeah literally corner to corner carlton belmar you know did well to run onto it and then uh he took a little bit of, i mean it took a little bit of time for him to like control the ball and then dribble towards the goal and by that time good dribble orange county had some people back but then he did two men and then yeah had a run he had keith making a run and then 
also Cameron Watson making run. Pete Pennington was coming in, but he just took it with his left foot and um, put it away at the far post. And Solid strike. A well-taken goal. Yeah. Um, and that was huge. Like Sacramento goes up one nothing on the road to Orange County. Whoa, this is this yeah, is big. that's a big deal. And not playing with the ball, which is not what they've done against Orange County. They've taken it to them and gotten in trouble and gotten mm-hmm. red cards. Yeah, that for didn't real. happen this game, and it and it worked out. Um, so that was a great goal. And then Ronaldo Damas, the guy who was on international duty for the um, you know coveted Gold Cup. Yes, top goal scorer for OC right now. He yeah he came back scored his seventh goal of the season for Orange County in the thirty second minute. Then Brent Richards. This is another thing. Like Orange County, literally, I was watching the possession stats as the game went on. I think it was as low as like twenty five percent for Sac. Yeah, it was real low. And they had Sac came out in the first maybe five, seven, probably seven minutes of the second half. Yeah, and had really good possession and really good play. Yeah, uh, that was about it though. Yeah, that was literally about it. And. So much of Orange County went So through. much of that 25% came from that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so much of Orange County's possession came through Brent Richards. Like, yeah, he's yeah. He's a right-sided fullback, and he was, like, getting forward, passing in, you know, exchanging passes with the midfield, with the forwards, and kind of being that outlet ball for them. Because they really couldn't break Sacramento down. They were having, I mean, they did it with Damis. Um, he got, it, that was off of a, a corner. He got a Yeah, it was off a corner. Yeah. It. yeah, it was, like, kind of, kind of fluky like okay you got to defend corners better but that's nothing to do with the tack the way you're playing the game the way that you're uh setting up to um to nullify orange county's Mm -hmm. strengths yeah and but brent Brent richards was a strength for them he was the guy that was kind of their linchpin in possession and he's the guy that ends up getting the goal mm-hmm. in 62nd minute. Yeah. And 61st, yeah. 61st. And so then Sacramento's down two to one. Yeah. And and have no possession, have no, you yeah. know, momentum. Yeah, nothing. Um, and, and now we're back in a place we're very familiar with. Yeah. And it felt a lot like Orange County was going to drag this out. Yeah. They started making substitutions. Yep. Um, Sacramento started making their own. But it, I've been talking on Zach. <laughs> there was, yeah. there was, Tell us about no, the good. players. So, so this I've gotten us to both teams start making changes in the seventy-something mm-hmm. minute. Yeah, why couldn't Sacramento bring on any forwards? So, so the announcers had said right before the game that Tucker Bone was practicing with the team mm-hmm. and seemed to go down, seemed to go down with some sort of an injury, and Derek Formella was not brought. Um, on this trip, he was not a part of the 18. Mm-hmm. So you're rolling with three attackers. You know, that's all you got. Yeah. On the bench, you have Mitch Tainer, a center back, Fatai Lache, a defensive midfielder, Nabi Kibanguchi, a center back. Um, Jesus. Uh, who's that? He's the goalkeeper. Yes, 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 Cause, yes. Because, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Sanchez. Yeah. Um, uh, Juju Chavez, mm-hmm. who's maybe a maybe a winger, mi- midfielder, forward. but nothing good has happened when he's got no. It, Huaregi, midfielder, Andrew Willer, Aminu, sixteen years old, sixteen <laughs> year old midfielder. He's technically, I think they've described him as a winger. I, I think they want, yeah, they maybe, but not not good enough. Yeah, you know. And, and then Andrew Willer, Aminu, who's maybe a midfielder, center maybe back. a center back. You yeah. know, depends on what day. So they don't have anybody to like, yeah. put up top. 
So Kiesewetter is now normally plays as a striker, is playing on the wing. I, I bet you Cameron Owasa was not starting this game. Bet you it was Tucker Bone on one side, Belmar on the other, and up top it was Kiesewetter. That can't happen now. Tucker Bone's gone out. You haven't brought Derek Formella. I don't know why. I imagine he's got a maybe knock. an injury, maybe a knock. So now you don't have any midfield or you don't have anybody up top. So now it's like, what are we gonna do? Um well that goes on and it gets more and more desperate as the dying minutes, you know, go down. Uh Fatai Lashes comes on in the 79th minute. So does Mitch Tainer. For Jordan McCreary. It's now you're playing with three center backs, I guess. And Mitch two Tainers. Midfielders. Um, Mario Panagos. And it's obviously not working and things are getting more and more desperate. So in the last minute, in the 90th minute, Briggs brings on Navi Kimbanguchi for Carlton Belmar because Carlton Belmar mm-hmm. went silent after yeah. his goal. Like no, he, he, no. Carlton Belmar, I, I watched this game after it happened mm-hmm. and so didn't want to get any spoilers. So didn't look at the lineup, just started watching it. I didn't even realize Carlton Belmar was playing in this game until about 60 minutes into the game. And then he touched the ball and was like, is that Carl? <laughs> That's Carl, Carl Tabemar is playing in this game. Oh, he's completely silent. And then touched the ball once and then had a great pass given to him and made a couple great moves and s- solid goal. And then went completely silent. Yeah, I, I think... As he does often. Yeah, I, I think what could have... I wish he would have scored later in the game because I, one, I think then Sacramento would have been sharper and wouldn't have conceded a, still an early goal in the 30-something minute to Damus. Yeah. Um, and I just think he plays better when he when he's desperate for something. I and just then, don't think he plays well. I just don't think he's a very good... He He's had two goals in a season and a half. Yeah. One of those being a PK. He's not good. He's just not very good. Yeah. Uh, at this level that the U.S. He's just another player that has been brought onto this team that the league has passed by. Yeah. The league has passed him by. He's not good anymore. Yeah. He's just not. And, and the way that he plays is so frustrating. The, he is always so far back in the field. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's playing f- as a fullback sometimes. And it's like, you are you need to get up the field. We need, and, and that's what ended up happening, right? He gets this great yeah. ball from Hayden and gets up the field, makes some good moves, credit yeah. there some good moves and slot Toma solid goal. Yeah. He's just not that good though. He's, he's, he frustrates me like BJV frustrates me. Yeah. I think with him, he reverted back once he scored the goal, then he got, then he started taking a safe route that, I mean, that's our, that's our, our criticism of him. Criticism of him, right. Is that he hangs out on the touchline. Yeah. Near the center line. Yeah. Because he, he wants to, be the safe option he wants to play the safe pass he doesn't want to be the guy that everyone yells at for losing the ball or taking a crappy shot or mm. you know getting you know trying to make a guy and then and then losing the ball and, and being the reason that sack gets countered on like he won't take risks but you have to do that as a forward yeah like everyone gets you the ball t- for you to then take a risk well and quite honestly that's like, exactly what he did with that goal and yeah like, Carlton Belmar taking on two guys with like these little step over Ronaldo moves. Like that's a Carlton Belmar I've never seen before. Me either. See the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. True. Great point. And it's, I don't even think, I think honestly on top of that, I don't think he's like comfortable. Like I think he wants the ball at his feet 
And then I, I think he wants to see the goal moving forward with the ball at his feet. He's not comfortable. Like he's just technically not comfortable to be streaking, making a run, getting a ball on the move, getting it under control, making a pass, making a shot, holding the ball up. I don't think he's very comfortable doing that just technically. Yeah. Where he would rather have you give him a, a an easy pass and then have the goal in front of him and be able to be more in control of the ball moving forward. Yeah. I just don't think he's a very good player, you know, and I think we've seen that over a season and a half now. Yeah. It's fair. It's a good goal. It's a solid goal. It's a good move. I, I think it's a it's a freaking worldly pass by Hayden Sargis. It's something Sargis, that yeah. something that he's shown us multiple times. He's young and he struggled defensively at times, but he's got some serious potential. And that ball was incredible. We've seen that ball before, mm-hmm. so credit to him. Um, but yes, this game wanes down. It wanes down, and we get into the 90th minute, and we're down two to one. Nabi Kibanguchi, a center back, comes on. Four center backs on the field now. To play striker, <laughs> just to be a big guy up top to try and head home a Hail Mary. And guess what? That's exactly what happens. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Tanner sends a ball inside the box as a Hail Mary, and Nabi Kibanguchi makes a diving, a diving header. To, to tie the game up, it literally like the last play of the game. It's the last play of the game. Yeah. Like the, the, it was in the 94th minute and, and there was, was nine, there was minutes, three, minutes. three minutes of extra time. So incredible, like super exciting. Like I was, it was super fun to watch. Um, and credit to Nabby, you know, and a, and a good, and a good cross in good Hail Mary pass by Mitch Tainer. But it still sucks, man. I mean, yeah. it's like we still can't score a goal playing through the teeth of the defense. Yeah. it's We're still, the only goals we're scoring are from center backs to center backs or from long balls from center backs or from set pieces from center backs or, or just fluky, you know, plays or a long ball from a goalie. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I know what you where's mean. the midfield? I know what you mean with, it seems like more of the same, like, Goal rescued in the dying minutes by a hail by like a center back subbed on as a striker. Yeah, we saw this in San Diego. Like that wasn't because Sacramento were playing good soccer. That that was just like desperation, throwing crap at the wall and seeing what stuck. Yep. This to me seemed more of like Sacramento had a plan and they executed it. Okay. They play they Sacramento from kickoff decided not to play with the ball. If you look at the way that they played against Orange County in the past three games before the red cards. They were trying to take the game to Orange County. They were trying to play through them or to play, uh, exploit the space out wide and then get crosses in. That just didn't happen this game. They were allowing Orange County to hold the ball, allowing Brent Richards to be that linchpin guy that mm-hmm. was that was uh, you know he'd switch the ball. He would uh, he would get high and then the other t- fullback would tuck in like. Sacramento allowed them to play that game and they really weren't getting much success from it. Like they, they scored their goal from a set from a, a, the first goal from a corner kick. Like they didn't score it from in open play playing the way that they, that Sacramento was letting them play. And then if you look at, um, the second goal, like, yeah, the key man, Brent Richards scored a goal, like Sacramento's defense broke down. But Sacramento stuck to the way that they were playing. And they were also strapped by the personnel issues they had. Like, they literally had no forwards to bring onto the field. So they yeah. 
if they got the ball, they wouldn't be able to do anything with it anyway. So they were they were sitting deep, letting Orange County dictate, trying to hit them in transition, and they did it twice, and it re- and it got a result. And that would that was just encouraging to me because for so many games, it seemed like Sacramento has not had a plan. Like they just went out there and were like, "Yeah, we'll like get the ball and like we'll try to do something with it." And like, yeah, that wasn't a plan. That was just like pickup mentality. Well, I think I, that's a great point, and I I think honestly it comes from I think that the plan they've always had a plan, just haven't been good enough to execute the plan, mm-hmm. and finally. You know, honestly, like hearing you say this, it makes sense. Like, I think what I saw was a team that finally conceded and put their pride aside and said, we're not the better team here. Mm-hmm. OC's the better team here. Yeah. Let's play like it, you know? Yeah. Where before we, that was not the mentality and we got burned because of it because we're not the better team. Yeah. And so instead of trying to play like the better team, let's let's try and let's try and get some points, you know, like let's try and. Let's try and be more creative here because we're not the better team. So let's put our pride aside and, and and construct a better game plan that fits us. So I think that's a good point, Nolan. Honestly, that makes sense. Yeah. So that that was that was my takeaway uh, from the game. But we have a we have a couple more things to talk about in terms of like yeah, Panagos and Sargis, the academy guys. They've been this is you know their second season. One the was midfield, uh, Kisavetter, Cam. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into those. Yeah, but starting with those young guys. Yeah, my take on Sargis, he was good. My take on Panagos is he's not there yet. Yeah. What do you think? It's not that he's bad. He's yeah. just not there yet. I would agree. Yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a moment early on in the game where Panagos had accepted a pass and made a great turn, mm-hmm. like an excellent turn, a turn that you see from somebody that has serious technical ability. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just he's got that, he, he has that, you know, um, ability to him yeah and then he made a really bad pass you know he's just young and he's still developing he's not quite there yet um he's the type of player that in 2016 could play at this level and be dominant can't anymore you know this league is the league is past that mm-hmm. so he's somebody that's you know he's still raw um yeah. but showing promise um but it's gonna take time he's not there yet yet he's not there yet <laughs> um sargis yeah i and he played better defensively yeah. this game. I think, honestly, with Sargis, it's just he gets in his head. Mm-hmm. I think that we've seen that he does. Because we've seen him play well defensively, and then we've seen him play really bad defensively. He's just young um, and needs to develop that mental toughness. But, think, yeah, played well. I think Sargis didn't get exposed because Sacramento was playing more compact. Like True. And then they knew that he had the ability. Like We raved about him last season when he had that assist to the assist from in over the Tulsa the game in the Juan very Barahona. first game. Yeah. Yeah. And then Juan Bejona crossed it into someone. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. Who. But yeah. Um, I think it was the guy who went to Washington. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't forget his name, but like, uh, Scundridge. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and it was, he did it in the first goal, puts the ball over the top to an on running Carlton Belmar. Like, yeah, he did it in this game. Up, yep. Saw that pass was able to execute. And then he had the assist to the assist in the second goal as well. Like he picked his head up, got the ball to Mitch T- Mitchell Tainer, which was like a long hit ball. Um, and then Mitchell Tainer hit it again long to Nabi Kibanguchi, who put it in the back of the net. So mm-hmm. like he was able to play to his strengths and his weaknesses were um were covered a bit in this game because Sacramento didn't expect him 
to be able to defend counterattacks because they were sitting deeply. They weren't going to get counterattacked on. Yeah. And like he had help from the other center backs, from the midfielders, from the fullbacks in defense. And so I think that's why he looked so good in this game. Um, yeah, Mario Panagos, I had the same thoughts. Like you watch his free kick. Like he, in the play before, in the, in the interchange before that, like he was uh, operating well in that tight space. I think he dribbled out of a tight space, made a nice pass, and then the ball went out. For the or something happened to for Orange for Sacramento to get the free kick and they just skied it into the stands. It's like okay, just not there. Like you don't have the next. The He's next, still raw, yeah. yeah. Um, and he'll you know do a guy, but then he'll like take a heavy touch and the ball will get away from mm-hmm. him. Like just stuff like that. He's not quite there yet. Um, we've been criticizing the midfields for the past couple podcasts. I don't think it's gotten much better. Um, no, I don't think so either. Penanin. P. Penanin didn't look that great. Just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Luis Felipe is good. Like, Luis Felipe is, yeah. Luis Felipe is good. I think Luis yeah. Felipe is good. Yeah. I don't know. They're just, they look, they're not operating well. Like, they're not, no, that's they're not the thing. Helping anyone. There's not, not a lot of helping, chemistry there. They're not helping defend. They're not helping attack. Like, they're just, Sacramento plays best when they, yeah. they're not a part of the picture. You are, as a midfielder, you're the connection point between yeah. the back line and the front line. Yeah. You know, it's not that complicated. That that takes chemistry. Yeah, it's just not there. I think we're missing Jaime Villarreal if he was healthy. If Jaime Villarreal is healthy, he's playing. He's yeah. starting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If Jaime Villarreal offers you anything, it's chemistry between the front and the back line. Yeah, yeah, it's just not happening right now. He's not a super showy person. He's not a you know he's not a flashy player, but he does probably offer you that glue. Yeah. Yeah, we miss That's him. All I got on we miss field. him. I, I, I no, really, it just it just continues. Um, I think you can play with your midfield against worse teams, like against Las Vegas, against maybe Oakland. Oakland, you can kind of take the game to them. But Sacramento's gonna have to do more of the same, sitting behind the ball, hitting on the break against Phoenix, against San Diego, mm-hmm. against Orange County, because the midfield just is not. Yep, is not there yet. Um, Kisavetter first yeah. first start in this. Uh, for the Sac Republic, um, you know, I, I, it most likely Tucker Bones probably starting on the wing, and he's starting up top, so he's probably going into his first game not really knowing what Sac does, not really knowing what Briggs wants, going, you know, saying to himself, "Okay, I'm playing striker," and then a couple minutes before the game starts, nope, you're playing winger. Okay, I don't usually play here, so you know, he he was pretty silent. Um, I think you got to give him a couple games to get acclimated get familiar mm-hmm. you know so you know, put a pin in that one you know kind of, that's kind of a rain check as yeah. far as keys what do you think uh i think the same like, yeah i would have been great if he scored on on his first game for the republic but i'm not surprised that he looked rusty because he is like, yeah this is the first game he started in a long time I yeah think. yeah and uh so i think just more minutes will help him more time with the team and training will help him um zach you had a thought on cameron awasa you know, I, I want so badly to be like, just get Cam out of here. Yeah, Cam is the biggest salary on the books. Cam is not going to give you what you need up top. Credit where credit is due, however, I thought Cam had a good game. I thought Cam put on some good shots. I thought Cam had some good passes. I thought Cam had some good hold-up play. So... I think to just end this, you know, it, it's, you know, credit, yeah, credit where credit's due. Cam had a decent game. Yeah. 
overall, it's it's a it's a point at an away game against Orange County. Solid, you know, and uh, and and we'll get into these next three games. They're they're important soon. We'll get into those three games, and those games are important. This is, you know, it's not an it's not a loss. It's a point. Yeah, it's a thriller at the end. Yeah, we play New York Red Bulls two on Saturday. Knowing that is a a East team, a two team. Yeah. It's not a team we are very familiar with. It's not a team that you can be very familiar with. Again, it's a two team. Um, do you have anything on them? Any quick things, and then maybe we'll we'll get to kind of some bigger narrative. Yeah, I know nothing about them. Uh, know nothing about the squad. Know nothing about the way they play. Absolutely nothing. The only thing I know is they they have the same amount of points as Sacramento with one more game played. So, yep. yeah, not not the best team in their division, not the best team in the East. No, definitely not. Uh, let's talk about these next three games. So just, yes. to, just to tell us who what those three games are, on Saturday, Sacramento play the New York Red Bulls too. Then at home. That, at home. Then that Thursday, they travel to Tacoma, August 5th, to play the Defiance. And then they're back Saturday, August 14th, in Sacramento to play the Las Vegas Lights. Yep. Um, Tacoma are equal on points with the Republic with two games in hand. To me, that game against Tacoma is a must. Like this That's next, huge, yeah. this next three game stretch of three games, in my mind, is six points need to be earned, and then one of those wins has to come against Tacoma because you have to take away one of their games in hand, or else you're screwed. Like Sacramento's seventh. They need to get into fourth for the. Uh, let, let me just run run through the table. LA Galaxy are in fourth, fifteen games played, sixteen points. Las Vegas Lights are in fifth, fourteen games played, thirteen points. The Defiance, eleven games played, thirteen points. The Republic, thirteen games played, thirteen points. So three teams on thirteen points. You ha- and one of those is Tacoma, with two games in hand. You have to beat them, in order to to stay in touching distance of that fourth playoff spot. Um. It'd be great if the if you beat the Red Bulls also, um, but you just I mean even the even the Las Vegas game you have to win because they're they're ahead of you on the table and even though they have one game in hand like yeah you can't give them a result against you like these are teams you cannot no give points to. And after these three games, we play San Diego and Phoenix. Yeah. So if we come out of these three games and we don't win a game. We're going to come out of the next five games, most likely not winning a game. Yeah. That puts us at the bottom of the USL table halfway through the season. Yeah. Okay. That's just, at that point, you're just, it's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these three games are going to be a vital, vital point in, are we going to struggle and try and grab that final fourth playoff spot? Or are we going to be at the bottom of the table? Yeah. I and mean, that's really kind of where we're at right now. Now, to be fair, Tacoma, two games in hand, yes. We play them. And in their in their next five games, they play San Diego twice and us once. Whew. So if we can beat Tacoma, that fourth playoff spot can be ours. If we can if we can come out of you said come out of these three games with six points. Yeah. I think that that's I think that's a solid goal to aim for. Yeah. You know, to come out of these three games with six points, it's going to put us in that fourth spot, most likely. Yeah. And we're going to need that because we're going to play San Diego and Phoenix. 
And if we're going to want to be in a playoff spot, we're going to have to start beating some of those teams sometimes. Yeah. Doesn't mean we're beating them every time, but we need to beat a Phoenix. We need to beat a San Diego occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it has to happen. We have to win some of those hard games. Yeah. So these next three games are crucial in, in kind of forming, you know, the, the, the narrative of the rest of the second half of the season. Are we a team battling to be not at the bottom, not a bottom feeder team, or are we a team fighting for a playoff spot? Yeah. That's what these next three games will decide. They're very important, especially that game against Tacoma. Yeah. No, it's huge. It's huge. Exciting stuff to uh to be keeping our eyes on. I'll be at Papa Murphy's <laughs> Papa Murphy's Dignity Health Park yeah, baby. on Saturday to watch their Red Bulls play. Zach, you'll be in Reading. I will be. Getting uh growing your uh, dope. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know what you're going <laughs> to I definitely won't be doing that. Um, I'll be, I'll be planning a bachelor party with, uh, with multiple people that are in ministry. So uh, <laughs> probably no weed uh, growing will be going on there. Y'all don't have good dope up there. Nah. Well, I think they do, but we will not be partaking not in the ministry in the devil's lettuce. Yeah. Uh, man. Well, I hope you enjoy your trip. Thank you. Uh, I hope I you do as well. Game. Yes. Yeah, it'll be fun. With that, Zach, do we have anything else to add to this episode? Scott, we miss you. Yeah, we do. We love you. Love you so much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess we'll end it there. We're not going to do the glory, glory thing until no, Scott's back. Not so. until Scotty's back. Um, yep, Zach, so long, farewell, and here comes the outro music.